0: Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray.
1: Welcome into the Housing Hour. My name is Kevin Ray. I'm your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive Producer and co host, we want to thank you guys for joining us and coming into the Housing Hour. Uh, thank you so much for listening to our show. We're, we're very thankful and um, appreciative for the opportunity to give back to the community by raising awareness and uh, bringing important um, subjects to uh, the airwaves here. And we do that in partnership with uh, Joy 620 and Talk Radio 760. And we're so thankful because, you know, not everybody gets this same opportunity. And it is an opportunity that we take very seriously. And we want to do the most with what we are given. And that's why we are here. And thank you to Mortgage Investors Group. They are definitely the primary reason why we're able to do this. Um, they are the keystone to the housing hour success without them we would not be possible and so thank you to them and we want you guys to plug in with us thehousinghour.com is the mothership a treasure trove of all of the information and you can find us on the social media platforms as well uh, facebook.com slash the housing hour and at the housing hour is on twitter and uh, mark's pinterest account is really booming too. oh well you know because i'm so good at it <laughs> he, he likes to create the boards and whatnot and pin um so anyway um with this time of the season coming and approaching we know that uh we start to get into the season of giving and Um, We kick that off with our tailgate party every year, and um, Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee is um, definitely the charity of choice for us. Uh, We love what they do. We love how they utilize their money. They're so efficient. And today on the show, we have Elaine Strano, is it? Strano. Strano. Mm -hmm. Um, She is the executive director of Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee. Thank you so much for coming in again and joining us.
2: I love being here. Thank you for having us.
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, you have such a, I can tell, just such a giving heart. And that's really what it's all about. Why don't we, because I want to hear from you on why you decided, because you could have done many things in your professional career, and this is something that you chose to do. I love to hear people's stories. Why did you choose to do what it is that you're doing?
2: Well, um, it's funny that you asked that. When I was a child, um, we did not have a very um, stable household. My father just kind of, I don't know, just randomly would say, jobs are here, jobs are there, and it just wasn't real Mm -hmm. stable. So on occasion, my family needed food Mm -hmm. because things had gone, and his choices didn't go very well. Mm -hmm. So in the back of my mind as a kid, it wasn't often. My mother was our rock. She stabilized the household, and and finally— had to divorce my father just because the choices continued to be so bad Mm. but as a kid I retained it Mm. I retained you know what that's really cool that people reached out to help us Mm. not often but um enough that I remember those days so going to college was a big deal to my mother and as we all struggle when we're 18 I thought social work I'll major in social work maybe I'll Find a job that I can give back. You know, you just never know mm-hmm. when you start that journey. But here I am, mm-hmm. so I feel yeah. it was a little God ordained in that sense. Um, I know that there are situations that people get themselves in, and they need they need second harvest. They need the support of ev- people, companies like um, mortgage investors and others, because the situation got dire, and they needed us. And hopefully, it's temporary. And um, they'll move on out of the uh, pocket of poverty.
0: Mm -hmm. Which brings me uh, the question is you talking about your your family your growing up and and those types of hardships that you experienced. Were there organizations like this back in the day or was it just the church? It was a church. Because I don't remember them now that you bring this up. uh, I don't remember this back in the 70s in -hmm. Knoxville when I was uh, growing up. I don't remember these types of organizations.
2: The Feeding America Network that we're a part of started Uh, in the mid 70s but knoxville second harvest opened in 1982 so there was not a network of food banks when i was younger there were churches and the church that we attended it was a church that helped us out again not often two or three times but enough goes on in the household when you're a child that you remember that Mm -hmm. it was it was a pretty powerful thing Mm -hmm. so um you know thankfully again my mother got us out of that Whole cycle, and my sisters and I all finish school, and we're, I'm blessed. Upon blessed to be doing what I'm doing, and mm-hmm. most certainly, I'm um, having people like you guys helping us.
1: Mm, well, we're doing a very small part compared to what most do, but I want to say, um, a lot of people have hardships when they grow up, you know, and mm-hmm. we see it time and time again. I mean, I can speak from my own personal experience. Um, we certainly had hardships very similar to what you um, describe. Um, But there's a difference between someone who has hardships and then is able to pull themselves up with the help of others. And that's one thing I love about Second Harvest. It's not a handout. It's a hand up. But I love what your story entails because there are a lot of people, like I say, who have hardships. but. You know, they go on and do something with their, their lives, like a career in mortgages, or they go become a real estate agent, or they become an insurance agent, or whatever they become. But for someone to actually dive in headfirst into an organization like Second Harvest, I mean, was there somebody that you tried were trying to emulate? Was there a role model that you saw? Because. I mean, I totally get what you're saying, but that doesn't mean that everybody's going to go do what you've done. You've accomplished a lot in the giving side of things. So can you explain um, what what person you you modeled your life after?
2: Well, I'd I have to say my mother was our biggest influence. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother had a mentality that no one was ever become. No one should ever become a victim. Mm. I think the victim mentality really gets mm. in the poverty cycle a lot. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the strength to uh, push themselves or push their children out of it, mm-hmm. so I mm-hmm. always did this in honor of my mother. I never knew that I'd end up here. please don't I mean mm-hmm. this was I got out of college and you know I got the degree in social work. <laughs> what am I doing now? <laughs> right but it was just almost got ordained in mm-hmm. that sense. Um I never thought it would become as big as it is. Mm-hmm. The thing that I'm grateful for the most when I look back on my journey is that when I go out and speak about Second Harvest to groups, and it's always Civitan, Rotary, blah, 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 there's always one person in the back who stands up and has that, if they could only work for a living, we, would, you, we wouldn't We would need you. Mm. It's not compassionless, mm. but it's a judgment mm. that some still have. Mm-hmm. And um, I can always say, you know what? There are some situations where people do get themselves out of that. And, mm-hmm. and you know hopefully can get his mind or her mind in another better positive place, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and Kevin, uh, you mentioned going through things similar to that, Mm -hmm. me too, when Mm -hmm. I was a kid. I went through a very similar uh, period Mm -hmm. of time, and it's scary, Mm -hmm. and you don't know um, where things are coming from. Uh, You don't know where, you know, the food's coming from, you suspect, but you don't know. But I don't think people understand that when you get into that situation, that it's terrifying. It is. And if you've never been in that situation before, then you have no idea, um, standing up in the back and saying what you're saying. I mean, because you can be out of it in 12 months, right? Absolutely, Dad Dad sure. get, finally gets a job. Right. Mm-hmm. You're out of it. But, but for that one period, even if it's a month, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. It
2: is. And the anxiety of, for example, we have six different feeding programs, but I know... Our hearts are very close to the Food for Kids program because the anxiety that child Mm -hmm. is living in is intense, isn't it? Mm -hmm. When you're a child and you're seven or eight and and you're going to school and your friends are going on vacations and doing all this elaborate stuff and you're going home and you're wondering, are -hmm. we going to be able to have dinner tonight? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a real, real terrifying time.
1: Mm -hmm. And you lose your Mm -hmm. self-esteem. And and the, I want to step back a moment to the gentleman or the lady or whoever it was in the back of the room mm-hmm. that always has that comment because, you know, there is this, I think, uh, myth that exists in America that, you know, charities are handouts, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that that, that that thought process tends to take over in some um, parts of our country and and obviously there may be some people taking advantage of charities there's no Ex- question right there
2: are some people taking advantage. so does that
1: mean if we if since those people are taking advantage of it should we just not do anything mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean you right. know so that's right th- just you know me thinking because we're involved with a lot of charities i mean we would never not give back because there's those few bad apples i mean in every walk of life there's a few bad apples mm-hmm. we need to press forward and try to make the rules and, you know, do what we can as board members of these organizations to curtail those type of things from happening. And you know that firsthand. Of
2: course I do. And when, um, the addiction issue is almost epidemic Mm. Mm -hmm. in our community. And when these, um, parents have this addiction, their children are not the priority mm. they are addicted to the demon of whatever it is that is addicting mm-hmm. um whether it's drugs or booze or whatever and um most of all uh, most of these addicts have children, mm-hmm. so what do we do with that mm-hmm. um, you know these are in uh, I'm, I'm a I'm a sixties kid, so you know all you need is love and um <laughs> These are
1: that cares a lot. Well, it
2: does. <laughs> and and these are God's children. That's I mean, right. we are all God's children. Mm-hmm. So Uh, That judgment of, nah, I'm not going to give that out because I know Mm -hmm. he's going to sell this or blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I don't believe in that. I think, you know, the judgment's up when we get to heaven.
1: That's right. That's how I feel. I mean, in your view, because you've been in this community for a while, Mm -hmm. and you've seen the whole gamut of things. You spoke just a moment ago about, you know, children and and how they don't always have food. Um, But not just that, it's also people who are adults who have lost their job. You know, and I mean, the economy is on the uptick, but unless you have maybe a skilled craft, you might still be unemployed. Mm -hmm. And so it's difficult to help yourself when you don't have a job.
2: Absolutely. And what we're finding now, and again, we have six different feeding programs. The seniors are really hurting. A lot of the grandparents are raising grandchildren because their children are in jail. And um, no one ever prepared for that. You know, mm-hmm. when we budget for our retirement, we don't plan on um, grandchildren coming in. And it's just, um, it's, it, it sometimes can be a little overwhelming. But um, we go back to how gracious and how grateful all of us at Second Harvest are for people like you, mm-hmm. companies like yours, in giving back mm-hmm. because um, you're the people that make it happen mm-hmm. to help us feed the hungry. Yeah.
1: Can we talk about the food programs? And we don't have much time left in this segment, but um, I want to start talking about the programs that you do offer because um, you just mentioned the senior population and, Ah. you know, we have a heart for seniors certainly. And we've definitely seen seniors get the short end of society's stick in a lot of regard. Um, And they're one of the parts of our society that I think really needs the love that you spoke of. Absolutely, right? yeah. Um, what has been your experience, and we'll get into the other programs, with seniors kind of being put on the back burner, I mean, for lack of a better word? That's a, that's exactly, Yeah, that's the way you should phrase yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And we have one minute left in the segment. So with the seniors, what made Second Harvest in the short period in this segment that we have dive into the senior movement
2: well we just heard the hurt mm. um that you, we get calls all the time from people who need food and we mm-hmm. try to find out where they live and um we're very involved in community services locally mm-hmm. so we know mm-hmm. we're very tied in with mobile meals of knox county so mm-hmm. we were aware at yeah, the, yeah.
1: Well, when we come back, we're going to tackle some of the other programs and and dive a little deeper into what Second Harvest of East Tennessee does um, and how you can help. That's one of the most important things. And we'll talk a little bit about how MIG is being of support and what event we have coming up and maybe you can be a participant in. So thank you guys for joining us. Join us again right after these messages.
0: The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. We were made to be courageous. We were made to lead the way. We could be the generation
2: that finally breaks the chains. We were made
1: to be courageous. One of my most favorite songs in the world, um, Courageous, and I tell you, you know, the people out there that are receiving food from Second Harvest Food Bank, you know, it actually takes a lot of courage to ask for help.
2: Absolutely. You know, and yes. do you
1: see that a lot? I mean, you see people who are intimidated by coming to be involved in your program, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um
2: we'll get a call that, you know, it takes them 20 minutes to, to have to tell me exactly why they're calling me, Right, where we have no judgment. Right. You could get it out the first minute, but this person is so mortified mm. that they're having to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the few that abuse it, mm-hmm. let them, you right. know, they yeah, all have sure. children at the house. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, again, that's when they get to heaven, they can figure all that
0: out. Absolutely. And Kevin, you know, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a tough thing. Um, in the in the church, when the church tries to help folks, I mean, they have a responsibility to be good mm-hmm. stewards. Yes. And in, in that, you have a certain responsibility of the congregation to make certain inquiries about the individuals, make sure that you're not being taken advantage of, mm-hmm. you know, those types of sure. things. Sure. So that comes off maybe the wrong way to some certain folks looking for help. Mm-hmm. Your organization, they don't, they don't have that screening uh, at the front end. You just call up and say, I need food, and man, if you got it in the in the storehouse you give it.
2: Well, we do, and again, we have six different feeding programs, so we really mainly partner with other agencies, partner Mm -hmm. with the schools. Some of the agencies uh, do have some critique standards and um, to try to avoid the people who are calling the church who need the utility bill paid, but in actuality, they- Need a fix or something. Exactly. Um, and then other agencies, the three of us could go stand in line. There would be absolutely no questions asked. And most mm-hmm. certainly, if people come to Second Harvest, even though we're not a pantry, we're a warehouse that partners. There, we have boxes of food there, sure, and we absolutely. will give them whoever. Well, I've been. Box up. Well,
1: I've taken my kids to the food pantry several times, mm-hmm. and we see stuff from Year All's organization, you know, Second Harvest all mm-hmm. the time. So that's part of what you do. You, mm-hmm. you partner with other um, individuals and other programs. And even though you have these seven feeding programs... Six. Six. Uh-huh. You have... Well, let's say the seventh is just a, a basically anybody else that needs it.
2: Well, there you go. Because
1: you, you, you help with just in general. And I think that's really, really cool. So I wanted to talk through some of these programs because I want to give you the opportunity to talk about them because some are more in need than others mm-hmm. and some have... Um, capital needs and so forth but can we start with the mobile pantry sure Can you tell me a little bit about that
2: okay so um, let me make sure everybody understands that we are part of feeding America and there are 200 affiliates in the country Mm -hmm. that feed the hungry Mm -hmm. with different and different capacities we in East Tennessee Second Harvest have an 18 county service area Mm -hmm. so mobile pantries we have 19 vehicles now and it essentially is a church or a group Purchases a tractor trailer of food and it is mobilized, Mm -hmm. taken mainly in the rural counties Mm -hmm. because we cover Scott, we cover Claiborne, we cover Campbell, we cover Cock County, and the trailer is dropped at a church over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, In Clinton, for example, we have a very active church that has a mobile pantry, I think once a month, and then people stand in line Mm -hmm. literally behind the truck and the food is distributed to them. Mm -hmm. So that's what the mobile pantry is all about.
1: Wow. That is amazing. So you have 19 vehicles Mm -hmm. and you serve 18 counties Mm -hmm. and it is a partnership with churches Mm -hmm. um, and community kitchens and so forth. Right. Um, I guess, would the food pantry be a part of that program? Yes, absolutely.
2: Some pantries um, will buy a mobile pantry that will, we actually have a lovely church in Farragut that will buy a pantry for Claiborne County, for Campbell County, some of the coal you wow. know, the coal industry is mm-hmm. really uh, sure. uh is almost gone these days. And so many of the people that live in Appalachia and East mm. Tennessee, we can't go to Kentucky. You know, they that's that was their industry, mm-hmm. that was their livelihood, and they don't have any other skills.
0: Right. So how much is a trailer?
2: Uh, th- I mean there may be
0: somebody out there with sure. a deep pocket
2: a thousand dollars and for a trailer uh, for, for a food? trailer full of food if it's uh, if it's I a, think I want one <laughs> <laughs> and if it's, feed my family and, and that's me, a good deal and let me preface that with the um, I want to make I think I'm right because I I don't schedule it but a half a tractor trailer is 500 mm. and a full trailer is a thousand
0: mm-hmm. wow I think
1: yeah well that's okay <laughs> something around there right so I mean, for those people that are out there listening, you know, you're maybe a part of a church group, maybe mm-hmm. you're charged, small group, a small group. Absolutely. You know, that's something now I don't know all the details and we're learning those, but you can contact second harvest mm-hmm. or you contact your church and they might be know more about it. And you know, it's all about the giving. I mean, the giving is the key because without the people out there that are listening to this program, corporations that are sponsoring and, and giving money, then these things would not be possible. Um, maybe the next one that we can mention and some of these like you say i mean they're more detailed than others but the rural route what is the rural route? well
2: that again is a tractor trailer Mm -hmm. that um a lot of the churches in the rural counties cannot come to second harvest they don't have the funding nor do they vehicles can come to second harvest our agencies and usually pick up food there Mm -hmm. like severe county food ministries at our warehouse once once a week um, you know, a lot of other agencies, too. But we take the food to the rural churches that mm. don't have the vehicle. So that's the rural route.
1: That is so cool. I mean, that, you're really hitting on all aspects of it. And it's amazing because there are some parts of our country, I'm sure, I mean, I hope not, where the churches that want to get involved, they've got to go down to Walmart or they've Mm -hmm. got to go to, you know, wherever, you know, and they're not going to get the same um, cost effectiveness, right? Because you're able to get them a better deal.
2: Right. Well, we are incredibly efficient warehouse now. Yeah. Allows us to buy tractor trailer loads of food, which is so much cheaper than buying, Mm -hmm. um, you know, one can of corn at a particular industry. Mm -hmm. So we are able to economize for sure.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, rather than me going up through the list, tell me, me another one that you are partial to that you wanted to maybe talk about
2: well the food for kids is mm-hmm. is my favorite only because of what i what I've lived
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: you know if you can turn a child around if you can get that child to concentrate in school hopefully maybe they will bring themselves out of that whatever they're having to experience at home, understanding education, mm. was certainly um, stressed in my house that you, this, mm. this will take you out of where you're sitting now. Yeah. And uh, again, that was memory, uh, now in memory, but in honor mm. of my mom. So the Food for Kids is definitely something I enjoy. The basic food bank concept, the reason the whole Food Bank Network started was because so much food was thrown away
1: mm. in our mm. country.
2: So when we have, you know, people think I'm a tree hugger and some crazy liberal in actuality, <laughs> the, food source, uh, the food sourcing is very mm. efficient and the food rescue is even more efficient because we're keeping food out of the dumpsters uh, where our trucks are picking up food from all the grocery industries. I don't even want to start. But mm. any, if, you mm. go, if you shop at a grocery store, which most of us do, that um grocery store i guarantee you is giving a second harvest three times a week yeah. and then we take it so we keep we're keeping that food out of the dumpster so it's a really conservative but, operation but
0: you're moving food you have to move
1: this pretty quickly because it's perishable so you're you've got a real operation and you guys there. got the, the new um truck that has the air conditioner or whatever Refrigerator. Oh, i yeah. love it
2: yeah well, then we have refrigerated trucks and um we pick the food up at a uh oh, a, if I get started, I'll miss them. But mm-hmm. believe me, thank your grocery stores because they're giving to us. Mm-hmm. And then we take it to an agency on site. If we're picking up in Scott County, we're leaving it in Scott County. Mm-hmm. If we're picking up in Sevier, we're leaving it in Sevier. So we're trying to respect oh, and honor sense. the the um, the
1: Location. people that
2: work at that store because mm. most of them are from that county.
1: And, and we only have a minute left in this segment, which is amazing because it's just going by so fast because I'm so passionate about this, and I know that you are. Um, I want to save the last segment that we'll talk about to really hone in on how we've participated with the Food for Kids program. And, Mark, I'd like for you to share your experience when you went to Jefferson last year and you know, talk about that. And then we'll talk more about the Food for Kids program because that's certainly where my heart is. And, I mean, it's, just, it's what we want to raise money. For because no child should go hungry, certainly. And I think there's a lot of misdiagnosed ADD because of kids that don't have food. So we're going to continue talking about that when we get back. And I want you guys to plug in with us. You can go to thehousinghour.com and learn more about what we are doing, you can take this show and share it with your friends and family. Maybe you're in a small group and you want to take this show and share it with your leader and see if maybe you guys want to get a team together and um, partner with some of these feeding um, stations and Second Harvest of East Buy Tennessee. a trailer for $1,000. Buy a, thousand a trailer, bucks. that's right, and not for yourself like Mark's going to do. <laughs> so you guys join us right after these messages.
0: Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray.
1: Welcome back in to the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray again. Um, thank you for joining us. We're so thankful for the opportunity to speak into your uh, your household, your car, wherever you're listening. Um, maybe you, you're listening your headphones. to the, your, the podcast, you're running on the treadmill. Keep going. You're doing <laughs> it. You got it. Um, but thank you guys so much. And, you know, something that Inky Johnson says a lot, and that is um, everybody wants the prize, but nobody wants the process. And sometimes the process involves hard work. And I know that all of us, are on our journey, and sometimes the daily grind is tough, and sometimes it's hard to make it through. Sometimes it's hard to see what the prize is, Um, but we're definitely thinking and praying for you guys as you go through your um, week, and we want to thank you guys so much again, and thank you to the Housing Hour um, and also Mortgage Investors Group. Um, One of the other things that we wanted to talk about, we have the fifth annual MIG- um tailgate party coming up very soon in near future and we're very excited about that it's actually september 25th i believe and um one of the things that we do is we raise money for charities and a couple of years ago we had second harvest and um habitat and we were able to build a home which was great i mean it was awesome and I think Second Harvest stocked the food, and if I'm not mistaken, yeah, I was gonna say. That's what we Um, do. And it was just the one of the best experiences, but we've always participated at some level with Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee. And the reason that we've done that is because we feel it's important to give back to our community. And so um, our community has poured into us for 25 years. The least that we could do is to give back. And it's a small amount. I mean, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, a small amount compared to what, you know, it takes to operate this organization. So um, this year uh, we have a goal to sponsor two schools and the two schools um I don't know whether, Jefferson I think is one of them, right? And then we're gonna get another one because it costs $6,000 for the full year. And I know that they changed it. It was the backpack program and I think you changed the name to the Food for Kids. Food for Kids, yes. Right, so I think it's all encompassing now. Correct. So can you give us just first, before we talk about what our goals are and all that, give us an overview of what the nuts and bolts of the Food for Kids program and how it works. And then I want Mark to share about his personal experience.
2: Okay, so we started this program probably 10 years ago in Scott County,
1: mm-hmm.
2: knowing that there were a few pockets of children in our service area that probably would qualify. Mm-hmm. We are now up in 240-something schools mm-hmm. with 11,000 children in this program.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Never knowing that coming from where I came from, I knew it was going to be somewhat... Um, we, we knew there were going to be children that qualified, but not, that number blows us all the way 11,000 children in 18 counties yeah again.
1: and there are still schools that need sponsorship
2: um we're funding we're coming close to cementing the the elementary schools mm. but we are we now are having intermediate middle and even high schools mm. we, um there's a um one of the programs in anderson county um i think it's um i i can't remember but it is um Se- severely mentally challenged children that are in this program, and they're going mm. home and and not getting a lot of what they need.
1: Yeah, well, the food for kids program. I want Mark to share his experience. It, you know, just like we talked about earlier, having an empty belly as a child is is not acceptable. It's not acceptable. And for us that are out there, you know, you know, able to go to lunch and spend ten dollars and then able to come home and then have a great meal. And your kids are fed. They have snacks. I mean, my wife last night was packing the snack for my kids. It was, you know, it was more than some kids getting in a whole day. It was was just their snack. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not acceptable, folks. It's not acceptable. And we are able to have our phones and flip around and look at Facebook all day. And we're able to go on Twitter and we're able to surf the web and we're able to spend money on DraftKings or whatever you're doing with your money. I'm not trying to get down on you because I don't want that, but I want us to be aware that there's this need out there and the need is so severe and you know thankfully Second Harvest is is now close to cementing the elementary school need Um, but guess what we've got middle school we've got high school there's other needs but Mark why don't you tell me because I remember when you told this story it it cemented for me that we're always going to be involved
0: well I think one of the things also you you mean the need is so severe but the need is also near yeah. Um, it's severe and it's near. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it made it rhyme, I and like that's that. uh, one of the things uh, that blew me away. Was uh, you always have this picture that the uh, the need is located in the inner city mm. or another location that yeah. we classify as impoverished,
2: or um, in other countries, or another yeah. cu-
0: or in other right. countries sure. exactly. And, and what's it's just not simply not true. And what I experienced was just a regular uh, middle school that was just in the middle of a vibrant community and there's needs, massive needs. And these kids, um, beautiful children just showing up, you know, and these wonderful teachers that Mm -hmm. are just absolutely passionate about making sure that they get the food that is I you know that they have mm-hmm. marked for them and uh, they're organized and uh, and the kids come in and they camouflage it well so it's not uh, where these kids are you know line them up okay you're getting the food it's not like that at all it's very camouflaged very nonchalant but very organized they come in and they get that food put it in that backpack and those kids are out of there catch their bus and no one knows and they're going home mm-hmm. uh, with that food and in, in tow so Fantastic need, uh, but
1: a fantastic program to, to fix that need. The mm.
2: teachers are the stars in that's, the Food
1: that, that really is. They really are. Well, because yeah. the, the teachers, I think the, the way that you guys are able to get into the classroom and focus in on the need is because of the very... Um, intuitive teachers that can see the need and know the need. And that teachers, I mean, guess what? Teachers don't go to school to teach because they want to become Donald Trump. They (laughs) go to school because they care about their kids, they care about the needs, and they know. They know who needs the food, don't they? Sure they do. They're the
2: ones who identify. I mean, we don't have anything to do once the, we get the food to the school.
1: Mm-hmm. The teachers
2: and the administration and the faculty all identify the kids. And if there's mm-hmm. more, if there's siblings, younger siblings at home under five, more food goes mm-hmm. in that bag for the weekend. So they're the stars. And here, and They open. also
0: notice if there's other things other than food that are missing in that child, too. So mm-hmm. uh, they are so tuned in to what these kids need yeah. and that was another conversation i had with one of the teachers and she said oh and she would point she said he he needs a coat i, I went and we all
1: got him mm-hmm. uh, just the teachers using their money and bought him a coat yeah yeah the, mean, just, that's that was that's what i, I don't want to get on my soapbox here because i see my teachers my kids teachers they're spending their own money just for classroom supplies oh absolutely right Let's not go down that route. Um, But the other thing, too, Mark, that you told me, I believe, and maybe it was you also last year, I cannot remember, but um, this is a sad fact, but sometimes the teachers or somebody in the program have to teach the kids how to secure their food. Oh, definitely. Talk about... Was it oh, yeah. You yeah. Me oh, well, there's no question. Uh, they, they, they instruct the kids
0: because the parents will go into the backpack and they'll steal their food. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, that's just... A, I, I could not understand that.
2: It's hard for us as responsible parents, too. Mm. But um, those parents have demons. We had some bags go home and come back contaminated with meth.
1: You're kidding me. Mm. No, I'm not kidding you. So, mm.
2: you know, that's what's going on. That's why... Eleven thousand children in our 18 county service area are uh, are, are need our help. Mm-hmm. We had a call once, and again, I do get some crazy calls. I should write a book when I retire, <laughs> but you know, this guy goes. Can help you with that. <laughs> he was writing. He he was writing past in one of our billboards, and he goes, "You show me where those kids are, because it's one in five go to bed hungry," mm. and he was just adamant that that is not happening in our country, mm. much less East Tennessee. And I literally had a teacher call him mm. to tell him because I was, you know, I, I could talk all Can day, but he wasn't going to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No,
0: that would not kid. be a good idea. Just
2: I mean, it was, you know, what do you do? And yeah. there are people mm. that don't understand. I get that. Yeah. But they don't have to go very far to understand I just don't it, just think like those reported. who don't
0: get it, I, they've never been in need. They've never had it. They've never been in a tight mm. spot. Oh. I just don't understand how. If you've ever been there, then you... You, 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 I don't know. That's not in your psyche. I, I think.
1: I think I that know. what has happened in our society is that our hearts have become, I think, desensitized and cold to the realities that exist. And because of that, people have taken the approach that uh, it's not, it's not involving me. It's not touching my life. I don't need to worry about it. And you, people who want to, you know, give all of these people something for free. And the reality is that that's what I like about Second Harvest is that it really blends together the philosophies that we see in America, which would be the conservative nature of our our souls, which is that, you know, whatever you see that as being, you talked about, you know, really saving the food and keeping it from going into the garbage. That's a very conservative principle. And then the liberal principle, which is, you know, hey, we want to make sure that everybody gets equal opportunity and is shared with the amount of things that we need. Um, in our lives to keep us strong and healthy so I just got on my soapbox but thank you so much for joining us Elaine thank you for all that you do thank you and we are certainly excited about partnering with you and look forward to doing that into the future
2: thank you we are grateful extremely grateful
1: absolutely well that is um, our show today we have one more segment that Mark and I are going to wrap it up and we thank you guys for giving us the opportunity um, for speaking into your life for giving you the opportunity to hopefully give back to Second Harvest and other organizations that we love to participate in. Join us right after these messages, and we'll wrap it up. Thank you.
0: The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Give me
1: your eyes for just one second give me your eyes so i can see everything that i keep missing give me your love welcome back into the housing hour this is kevin ray and i am your host and i'm so thankful for the opportunity to speak to you and i'm here with mark griffith our executive producer and co-host uh, presented by mortgage investors group migonline.com serving tennessee since 1989 uh, we want to thank um, definitely uh Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee for coming in here today. Elaine is so passionate about what she's talking about, isn't she?
0: Oh, she's very passionate and you can see it. We were just talking off air about she gets very emotional
1: Mm -hmm. and I can,
0: I can tell in her the quiver and the look around the the corners of her (laughs) mouth She's about ready to cry. Yeah,
1: because she's so passionate about it and it touches so deeply in what it is that, Caused her to be so passionate was her experience when she was younger. And I think all of us in our lives have certain situations that define who we are and um, make up who we are. And I think that's a good thing. And for all of us out there, you know, Mortgage Investors Group is just one cod in the wheel. I mean, we have so many different cogs that create um, this mosaic picture of, of organizations who give back. And I think for us, it's so important because what else would we do with our talents, our time, and our money? You know, there's so many opportunities. There's so much need out there, you know? And, and the good news is that um, being a, in the Scouts, uh, Assistant
0: mm-hmm. Scoutmaster for several years, and involved in Scouting for Food, which is a Second Harvest food Foodback uh, fundraiser that is in February, and I think it still continues on, Kevin, I'm telling you, the generosity from the West Knoxville people when we set up at Kroger stores or you know one of the grocery stores in town we see donations so much so and you will see it because you're in Scouts big Mm -hmm. time now Uh, you'll be a part of it we just Um, had our first pack meeting yeah and well what you're going to say we had a a van and we were just loading the food in the back of my van in about uh maybe four or five hours Mm, Uh, somebody said you better check your tires the the it was crunching down we had to bring another pickup truck from because everybody was just opening in my back of my van and loading in the bags that people were donating coming out of Kroger's. Wow. And then the manager set up a special, uh, you know, can section just for, you know, 10 10 cans for a buck or something. (laughs) Or 10 for 10. I don't know what it was. But it was something real cheap. And it just loaded it down. And you could see my shocks start to, you know, shrink. So we Mm -hmm. had to unload it. So that's the generosity
1: that occurs. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think most people would agree that... No child should have an empty stomach and um, not just that, but really no adult should either. I mean, that that's the fate, the face or the kids, because the kids are what we see and what touches our emotions. But I mean, the fact is, when people lose their jobs, they may not have kids and they need help. They need a hand up. They don't need a handout. And, you know, Second Harvest is, is cog- you know, conscious of that. Um, And then, you know, Mark, we've done this now. This will be, I think, our fifth year. And at some level, we've always given back. And this year, we've already raised $11,000 to date, and we haven't even had the event yet. And, you know, all of our sponsors that we've had participate, I'll just name the big ones just for you. And then you'll see on migparty.com if you want to learn more. But it is... uh, thda one of our big sponsor and also first american um is another one and those are the two that have really stepped up we have several others and i don't want to leave anybody out but i'll just say those are our two big ones and you know we're thankful for them thda i mean they don't you know they do so much
0: well so many of our uh partners that we uh in the industry with they're so giving they mm-hmm. love it and they love doing this type of work so uh you know it,
1: this is Part of the heart and soul of who we are. Absolutely. And it's like, like we always say, it's like being the hands and feet of Jesus. And nobody, right. we can't do that. The, you know, the mission of giving back and, and making sure people are not left behind, it, it starts from our, for taking care of the people who are in need. You know, the people that are in need, that's who Jesus wants us to give back to. It's not necessarily, you know, corporations or, you know, giving your money to wherever you're giving it to. Part of what we have to do as a society is focus our our time, talents, and money to the things that are are, are for, for the kingdom. And so we're always, while we're on the show, we're always going to be a part of that, and we're always going to give back. Um, and, you know, one other thing I wanted to mention, too— Coming up, we have um, this big tailgate party, but also in the near future, we also have a big industry change that we all have our minds focused on. And for those of you that are out there listening, you know, I want you all to know that not only are we we're able to chew gum and walk at the same time, you yeah. know, we can, do organ, we can do giving back and then we can do industry things all at the same time. We're big people. And so we're doing that. We're doing both of those things. And so we're able to do both of those things successfully. And we
0: got a great show next week. We're going to have the president of the Knox Area Association of Realtors on, talking awesome. about just their, get their perspective and mm-hmm. the health of uh, the local economies and yeah. real estate community and that type of thing. that will be a good show.
1: That, that'll be awesome. Um, we're excited about that. Well, we want to thank Elaine and Second Harvest Food Bank of East Tennessee. Thanks, Mortgage Investors Group. And thank you, our listener. We appreciate you so much. We'll see you next time right here on The Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour
0: with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know. So come here to find out. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors.